Ponacha. I'm happy that you're here. I'm glad to be here, Sigmar. Yeah. To do our little chat and podcast. Uh, before I tell you more about Punacha and how we know each other and what, uh, why our life paths is crossed and why we do projects together, uh, I would like to tune real quick. Let's do it. To, yeah, to raise the frequency, right? Absolutely. Why not? trick love it yeah does it all every time you yeah know? I like it you know we, we started doing it in company meeting it's just like you know I a tell good thing I tell people all the time you know the biggest friend the, your, your best friend is your breath yeah right yeah. and people sometimes forget how to breathe yeah and what I love about this it gets you to breathe right and reminds you to get in touch with yourself it does a lot of amazing things yeah. too other than yeah. that but just reminding yourself of your breath the one friend you have from the time you're born to the time you die. Yeah. And mastering your breath, that's what I love the love yeah. tuna. And we are happy to introduce her now because uh, Punacha Machaya is a, is a social entrepreneur. Uh, he calls himself the ambassador of well-being and I was happy to be invited uh, to one of his amazing events. Uh, and it's just beautiful to see how one person makes his life mission about serving other people, giving them perspectives and showing other ways of, of life, a new lifestyle perhaps. But I think the most important thing is that he tells why he's doing it and, and what is behind it. You know, who is, who is Punacha? And uh, we, we can mm -hmm. take this to a very f philosophical level, but, uh, but what, what is your deal? You know, why, why, why are you doing it? First of all, thank you for today. I think it gives me an opportunity to kind of have an intimate conversation with you. But why do I do what I do? So I think one is, you know, my journey over the last 49 years, I've stood on the shoulders of many great men, uh, many great leaders. But one of the persons who had an amazing impact on life is Deepak Chopra. Mm -hmm. You know, we both yeah. know him yeah. well. And uh, I think together there's one sentence, which has pretty much the, become the mission of my life. Right? Every morning I get up and say, how do we reach people? to create a joyful, energetic body, a loving, compassionate heart, a reflective and alert mind, and lightness of being, mm -hmm. right? So everybody, if we can do that every day and bring that joy to people, yeah. then I think we're gonna make a difference. Yeah. Changing the story from what I call net worth to self-worth, yeah. right? What yeah. is my self-worth? And how do you bring well-being? I mean, that's really become, I think, the life mission. How do you bring well-being to people's lives? Mm. And I think uh, that's been kind of my uh, journey from starting off as a technologist, an entrepreneur, and now looking back and saying, what is that I want to give back to the world? Yeah. And that motivates me every day. Yeah, that's beautiful to see this. But what do you, what do you think is, is, is really happening now in the society? Do you think it's a kind of a, a fashion statement to be mindful? Or is it really because I know I know the answer, but I want to have it for 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 our clients and for our our people that are listening. What is really the thing? Is it because mindfulness changes people, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And but what do you think in our society is really the purpose why people are doing it? Do you think they're really aware of that there's no other way out, or are they doing it kind of yeah everybody does it? Let's be a little bit mindful. And how sustainable is their mindfulness? 
I think it's a double-edged, I think it's an interesting question, right? One, I think it's really cool mm -hmm. to say I'm mindful. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think if you say you're not mindful and not practicing meditation, you probably yeah. can't go on a date anymore. <laughs> like, you know, okay. so everybody okay. is meditating. Okay. So they were medicating yeah. before, now yeah. they're meditating. Okay. Yeah. But if you really ask the question of mindfulness, is it mindfulness or is it mind emptiness? Right? Yeah. Yeah, in fact, yeah. it's not, you really don't want to be mindful, you want to yeah. be mind empty, okay. right? You want to yeah. kind of, when you observe your thoughts, you want to kind of really get into this concept of nothingness yeah. and you're completely in, in touch with yourself, yeah. right? Yeah. So I don't know, I'm not one into apps, I, yeah. Even though I'm a technologist, I have yeah. built technology, yeah. I don't think mindfulness is reaching to an app. Yeah. Right? In yeah. fact, I don't think mindfulness is listening to a device telling you birds chirping that you're now reached a state of mindfulness. Right? It's about getting in touch with your intimate self. Mm. Right? And the sense of space where you are comfortable, comfortable, comfortable being alone, but not lonely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. People are really scared to get to hear themselves. That's why they're going to fill themselves with a lot of stuff, right? And yeah. I think what we really want to get to is to really get in touch with your intimate self. Yeah. So the answer to your question, I think mindfulness is kind of the zeitgeist right now. Everybody yeah. talks about yeah. it. Yeah. But truly, can people sit down for 30 minutes and do nothing? I don't know. People yeah. ask me, can, you, can I meditate with you? I said, sure, let's sit down for 30 yeah. minutes yeah. in silence. Yeah. I think it freaks them out, yeah. right? I mean, me and you, we did an exercise a year ago right. with this Russian healer right. and we had to sit for two hours. You remember this, an open hour chakra. Right here, right here. And we have been right doing here. it right here. Right. Uh, and the interesting part was there have been some people there where it felt real long for them. Right. I mean, it feels for everybody long as long as you think in time. Right. When you reach the thing after five minutes, ten minutes, right. then two hours doesn't matter, a week doesn't matter. But right. what, what do you think... Uh, um, what is this where people are so scared of? Like, like to go deeper in there because when they recognize, oh, right. there's really another world out there besides money and, and getting some girls or getting some, some good looking guys or whatever, whatever you're targeting. Right. But what is it really what they are scared of to make the next step into? You know, uh, interesting question. So Krishnamurti, the philosopher, yeah. Jiddu Krishnamurti had one sentence, yeah, which kind of changed my life too. It says, he says, comparison, yeah. and conformity yeah. lead to conflict. Yeah. A mind without conflict is a spiritual mind, yeah. right? Yeah. So we grew up with these stories, yeah. right? Of what is successful. Yeah. I'm a 49 year old Indian male, my uh, Indians are my, I should do this, my bank balance should be that. Mm. This is what's a typical definition of success, yeah. right? Yeah. And what we do, we try to build a story around it. Or in fact, it's even worse. The story is already told what you should be and we try to conform to it. For sure. And when sure, we try yeah. to conform to the story, we are then stressed out. Yeah. We might never get to that, whatever the ending is, and then you're kind of miserable. Yeah. So I think we become victims of the stories we are told, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you were born to say that you are not white, you're not black, you're not Indian or anything, you are just a citizen of the universe, it'll be beautiful. Yeah. When I was born, they gave me a name, Punacha Machaya. You said, I'm from Kurg, I'm Indian, and for the rest of the life, you're screwed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> because you're trying to be that, right? But yeah. if I was basically embraced, and there would be no, I would say, stress. Yeah. I think the biggest challenge we have, we kind of live a story which has been defined by society, yeah. not living your story. So Absolutely. the so four soul questions which Deepak talks about, who am I? Yeah. What is my purpose? Yeah. Right? What am I grateful for? You know? These are important questions, right? We yeah. don't talk about it, but yeah. who am I? Yeah. is the most fundamental. Yeah, yeah. Who am I before my conditioning? 
Yeah, right? for sure. And that's really the question. So what, what do you think um, when, when you look at all the knowledge that we have already over mm -hmm. so many years, you know, like, like over years we, we have been educated in breathing, we have been educated in different styles of self-motivation, right. whatever the coaches which are out there. Um, what do you think, why is it so hard to gather this group which is willing right. to, you know, to make the next step. Why is it, why is it so hard to gather them? You know, why, why have so many people so different angles towards it? And it cannot be one hub that comforts those people because for people who don't, let's call it in a way, who don't give a fuck, right. there's always a hub out there, you right. know? But for the people who really care, it gets very limited and it gets right away, it goes either into church or it goes into a charity right. or it goes into personal, you know, growth or, right. You know, it's uh, we are conditioned for somebody to help you. Right? Yeah. So if I tell you like this is the way to nirvana, uh, to salvation or nirvana, yeah. Yeah. give it to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, if this is a way for you to uh, reach your goals, give it to me. Yeah. What if I told you truth is a pathless land? You have to find your own truth. Mm. Nobody can help you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That means you go, you got to do your own homework. For sure. Yeah. And find yeah. that answer. Yeah. Now that's not an answer most people don't want. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. people want you to give you a, your like a dummy's guide. Give yeah. me the dummy's guide to Ayurveda. Give me the dummy's guide to meditation. Give me the for dummy's sure, guide sure, to sure. making money. Yeah. But if I tell you, you have you got to do the work. Yeah. Then people yeah. don't want to hear that, right? Yeah. So I think that's really the challenge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. People yeah. want a quick. A fix, quick fix. Quick yeah. fix. Yeah. And if somebody comes along and tells you, by the way, if you can follow this, I think you can get there, then the people are just going to follow that, right? And yeah. it's easy. What we are trying to say is that uh, you have to do the work, yeah. right? If you look at well-being, there are 10 areas to well-being, right? Wellness and well-being are two different things. Wellness, well-being is intention, yeah. mind-body connection, movement, nutrition, sleep, yeah. eliminating toxicity, people, substance in place, love and relationships, yeah. creativity and a youthful mind, career and finance, connection with community and nature. Yeah. When all these 10 things come together, you have well-being in your life, right? That's a lot of work. You have yes. to work at it, Absolutely. right? And yeah. that's really where I think, but that is definitely a move, 100% we have to get to happiness versus just following something blindly, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's easy to follow something blindly. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you think ultimately what, what my opinion always was is like, and I compare this even with sports, right. it comes down to your own personal discipline, right? right? And nobody will do your your extra mileage. You have to do it on your yeah, own. Yeah, you work yeah. out. And for you, if you don't put in the effort in the gym, yeah. nobody else can give you the muscle. Yeah. Right? You yeah. can't really, I would say, quick fix it on yeah. or, yeah. or bolt it on. Yeah. You have yeah. to do the work. Yeah. No pain, no gain. Yeah. And the same thing. I mean, people want liberation, but... If I gave you a magic pill today, but it's very, very interesting. People do the whole thing about microdosing. Yeah. It's a big trend yeah. right now, yeah. right? Because uh, there's a book which came out called Stealing Fire mm -hmm. by Jamie Wheel and Stephen Kotler. And now it's a big thing for high peak performance. And everybody wants to think like, if I can do ayahuasca, or if I can do one of these DMT trips, I'll find liberation. Yeah. What if the, when, at the end of the road, when you find liberation, it's nothingness, then what happens? Right? Yeah. You'll be yeah. disappointed. Yeah, right? yeah. So I think it's a journey which is more important than the destination. Absolutely, right? absolutely. I mean, we are big believers in, in the journey and this is like, if you call it this way, like this is why our journey right. also like, you know, always interfere and we always like, sometimes we are exactly on the same path then right. we go this way, but it's always one thing and this is like a positive energy, a positive vibration towards life in general. But I want to and, ask you about your journey. Yeah. I think I was kind of fascinated by it too, right? Because 
you started off in Austria, you started off in fashion, photography, architecture, <laughs> uh, then you came into LA, yeah. into photography, and now, then you did the Love Tuner. Yeah. So you kind of, I would say like a renaissance man, right? Like yeah. You have done multiple things. So what's, what makes you, what makes you tick? You know, the funny thing is like, um, I mean, architecture was kind of out there because uh, for me it was not possible to study art. You right. know, n nobody in my family would have right. you know, wanted an artist. Uh, right. Architect is something that is more serious and, and this is why I did it and I was good at it and I, I like the story about right. it and I like to create. Then fashion was happened on accident, right. more or less, uh, oh, we got successful with it. But the funny thing is I always had the longing, I would say, you know, right. to do really something outstanding, right. and uh, and uh, the love student came my way on on accident. You know the story, right. and uh, right. and then when I decided to do it, and when I saw the power of the frequency, uh, it it was a very clear thing. But I, everything was kind of blurry, right. and and it was really the journey that actually like carved out what the beauty of it is. And uh, what we are having right now is this is this feedback of people. And when you ask somebody, who are you? Why are you doing it? Right. The funny thing is, I'm doing it because I cannot even imagine doing something else. Right. It's like, it, it's like, if you would tell me you are the best artist in the world right now, would you take it? Right. I would say no, because right. uh, uh, I'm gonna make a lot of people happy with my art, but what we have gotten feedback from Love Tuna and also people we work with, uh, is just something what is so much more satisfying. Right. And this is like, I think, maybe I'm good at it, what I'm doing, because I'm, I'm, I never learned it. Right. You know, I, 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 still, I still use my, my wording that I always used. Right. I, I don't fake anything. It's right. like the love tuner is what it is because it's a, it's, a, it's a divine frequency. It's an amazing, cool tool. What you just said, it's the breathing. Right. So, and it doesn't literally need me as the person. Right. I'm more or less just the bus driver as a lot of other people who are involved are bus drivers and this is what makes us literally happy. I think people find their own creative way to express themselves. I always watch people when they use Love Tuner in different settings and everybody has their own creative expression uh -huh. of how yeah. they use it, which I yeah. think is, so you're teaching people how to fish, not giving them to fish. Exactly. Right? So they use exactly. that as a tool yeah. Yeah. to explore themselves. I think that's, I mean, that's all we can do in the end, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, you, yeah. can, you give people a path to yeah. find their own yeah. way to well-being. Yeah. But um, when, when we come to the point that we obviously want to raise the frequency in the world, we want to give people tools or at mm -hmm. least ideas, mm -hmm. and then they have to walk the way themselves. Right. But there are also stuff out there where really people can help, and right. especially I would like to mention uh, your awareness uh, program that you do uh, right. with TPUC right. about suicide awareness, right. what is absolutely completely forgotten, especially in a, in a beautiful country and uh, where people have a lot of money and it's, they call it still the number one country in the world, right. but we have such a high, high suicide rate. Why is this and, and what, what can we do? Not, not only you or Deepak, right. what, what can a single person do? You know? I always say that we are super connected yeah. but very lonely. Yeah. The world doesn't need Tinder, it needs tender. Okay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's enough Tinder in the world. There's no tenderness, right? Yeah. And I think today, you know, the, the statistics are, uh, are like mind-blowing, right? Every 40 seconds in the world, somebody commits suicide. Oh. In this country, every 12 minutes. In this, in, in a one-hour podcast, you know what? There are more than 10 people, you know, almost like six people will commit suicide, right? That's so that's like, this is the most powerful country in the world. Yeah. Every, every day, I think 22 veterans commit suicide in this country. Mm. So we've got to do something about yeah. it. And I think, 
what we can do about it is really creating communities. Mm. Right? This is what used to happen. People used to sit around. Like in India, if you're upset, they'll say, you know, well, let's go have a cup of tea. Mm. Right? Over here, we would have community centers. Yeah, yeah. But today, everything, life is on the go. Right? Nobody sure. even sits down and has dinner together or has a conversation, yeah, kind of watching yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's basically, you know, we are able to see what's happening in somebody else's life. Today, when you basically put everything into technology, there's absolutely disconnection, mm. right? When people say, hey, how are you doing? It's say, great. But if you actually say, you know what, life sucks today. They don't want to stop. They're yeah. like, oh, really? Okay. You know? So yeah. creating authentic communication, yeah, yeah. authentic conversation. Um, and that's really become one of our goals with Never Alone is to really say that you're never alone, mm. right? You already have somebody. And I think that's really been our goal today. And this is not just a U.S. problem, it's a global problem, yeah, right? Yeah, there are countries yeah. out there where the elderly want to commit suicide because they don't want to be a burden on their children, right? Sure, so sure. it's a social problem. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, we as a civilization have to do something about yeah. it. And I think that's something which we believe that I want to hang my hat for the rest of my life is to say that how do we create communities of well-being? Yeah, and that's yeah, why I think we yeah. both talk all the time that you want to bring people together in this cohort and a community. So things have to be online and offline. offline it's yeah. Online yeah. is great. Yeah. It's great to connect. I see friends on Facebook. But that cannot be the only place where I meet people. We, yeah. have, we have to have connections. Sure. You know? sure. We see that in schools today yeah. with bullying and things like that. Because people are feeling isolated. Yeah. And we yeah. need to create communities. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what, what would you think? To, does it need to be organized from schools? Does it to be need organized from the government that we have awareness programs? Or do you think it needs to be first awareness? Because I, I believe that a lot of people don't even know that suicide is such a, such a big thing in the United States or worldwide. Yeah, when I, when I say it's for every, every 40 seconds, they're like, really? Yeah. Every 40 seconds? Yeah. Every 12 minutes in this country? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this, this statistics is huge, yeah. right? And I think it starts, I think change is from every person. Be yeah. the change you want to see in the world, yeah. right? Be the change you want to be yeah. in the world. Yeah. So I think it starts with you and me, everybody. For right? sure, and for then sure. it becomes a groundswell movement. Yeah. I don't think we can now wait for a community or a university or a government. I think we say, okay, let me, you know, take the first step, yeah. right, yeah. to see. So people say, what can I do? There's an acronym I use, yeah. and it's a military use. Yeah. Acronym is, is PATH WARM. Yeah. I is yeah. for ideation, S is for substance abuse, P is for purpose, A is for anxiety, T is for trust, H is for hopelessness, W is for withdrawn, A is for anger, R is for remorse, right? Uh, and then M is for mood change. Yeah. And if you can watch, or R is for recklessness. We look at these signs, we can then say something is going on. But today, we don't even hang out with people to see what's for happening. Sure, right? sure. yeah. So if you really had the social yeah. connection, yeah. then we yeah. could see these signs. Yeah. Right? And that's yeah. all we want to do today. Right? Yeah. Just connect people, have to bring them together, bring them together. Yeah. Right? And uh, what would you do um, if you could share your wisdom? Right. Where do you actually bring it? Where it's like suicidal prevention uh, meetings and so on. Where where would you go first? You know, I right now uh, I think we are rather looking at uh, schools, universities yeah. right now. Yeah. Right? Okay. I, I go back and say they are the people who are the next generation. Absolutely. Right? And if they can, if they can change, they can look what's happening in climate change. Right. Yeah. A kid is basically getting the world to talk. Right. And if we can uh, now to come all the way from Sweden. <laughs> Sweden like, you know, yeah. and everybody's like, whoa. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I really, maybe this is. I say like our generation is we kind of done. Yeah. But I look at the children and, yeah. and I think they can change the world. Yeah. 
they're looking at this whole economy as not about consumption, it's about shared economy. Yeah, yeah. I would never have thought when I came to this country in 1991 that I would be getting into a car and not even worrying about somebody charging my card, Uber, or going yeah. and renting a house and people just being able to share their house, Airbnb. Yeah. So there's this concept of shared economy yeah, where yeah. people are no longer thinking about owning but about having an experience. I say, so we're starting with schools, yeah, starting with yeah. then, then starting into communities, mm -hmm. then going into corporations, yeah. then going into the, the government system. Yeah. But I think it's going to start initially in the community. Yeah. Right? And it, it's, it's uh, how you call it, rude? Ru yeah, grassroots movement. Grassroot movement. Grass movement, yeah. movement yeah. 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 The conversation, me and Nuit, and maybe there's one person who listens to us and says, huh, I'm just going to maybe just be more mindful of my conversation with people. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be more, ask them more questions, yeah. right? Yeah. And really listen. Yeah. Like people don't listen anymore. Also, yeah, right? yeah, it is absolutely. I mean, nobody listens. Yeah. But That's it's also like I mean, uh, even since we are working together, and uh, when I had the first interview with with Tipak right. uh, regarding Love Tuna back right. then, I remember we talked about the intention span, right. and it's like three years ago. <laughs> and now the intention span is not even two minutes anymore. It's yeah. like a minute or minute and a half. It's right. like. It's it's like unbelievable, and people are not processing information faster. Like they are not processing processing it at all anymore. You know? We think about Instagram, right? If you, if you more than a minute, forget about it. Yeah, right? yeah. It just gives you a one minute shut yeah. off, right? Yeah. So this concept of just being, yeah. not doing, yeah. is a big problem. Yeah. We're always doing, not being. Yeah. We are human being before human doing, yeah. right? So this concept of just being with yourself uh, and just being comfortable who you are. Yeah. Enjoying the silence is a very hard thing, yeah. and I think that's yeah. the first step. Yeah. I mean, when you look at, at uh, children right now, or teenagers, right. whatever, when it comes to gaming, whatever they do, uh, and back in the days when we have been teenagers, right. it was TV where people talked about don't watch too much TV. Right. I mean, now they have in the first two hours more information than if you would watch 24 hours TV. Right. And uh, is, is it a constant over-entertainment? I think it's overstimulation for sure. Yeah, yeah. Also, I think what happens is that when we were growing up, it was bump and grind. You went yeah. you still have ten toes and ten fingers, yeah, right? Yeah. So learning literally to kind of survive and and there's a big movement right now about walking bare feet, right? Connecting sure, back to sure. nature. Yeah. You're yeah. talking to the right person. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, everybody's connecting. Yeah. You know, Rumi says God's language is silence. Everything yeah. else is poor translation. Yeah. I would say God's language is silence and nature. Everything yeah, else absolutely. is poor translation. Absolutely. If you do not connect with nature, yeah. inherently you're going to lose something. Yeah. And I really believe that fundamentally, technology is neutral. Yeah. How we use technology is important. Absolutely. But today, what's happening is that because of helicopter parenting, we just want we just stick an iPad in front of the kid because mm. we don't want the kid yeah. to kind of really uh, cry or whatever. Eventually, <laughs> that becomes just the, the default mode of operation. Yeah. And I really believe that we have to be more conscious about everything we do, yeah. right? Whether we're even building games or technology. Yeah. Why? So it's like conscious technology, yeah. right? Yeah. So when you're building something, what is the ethos, yeah. right? When I'm looking at this, there's an ethos of why this was built, right? When I look at uh, Tinder, I don't know, I, I disagree with it. When you can swipe left and swipe right and just dismiss a person in two dimension, yeah. there's something which happens in that, right? Yeah. Would anybody want to be dismissed, right? So I think there's an intention we got to set with everything we do, yeah, right? Yeah. And I, th I don't, I don't know the intention of gaming. What the real intention of the creator is, right? To make money. So then, what is the outcome, right? So that's really yeah, that's yeah, what's happening. Yeah. So I think it's time for us to have a con a conversation about conscious yeah, use of yeah, technology yeah, and products, yeah, right? Yeah. 
So that's really conscious business, yeah. you know, conscious capitalism. Yeah. I mean, that's a big movement happening. Already, For sure, absolutely. Right? And I mean, uh, this is like uh, conscious capitalism. I mean, I think that's the absolutely key. Right. And and when you look at to some big entrepreneurs, they're way far ahead right. what governments are doing. Right. They're like, you know, they're creating amazing workspaces for their people. Yeah. They have already meditation. Right. And, 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 and people who work for these corporations are better off if they would be in a government program. Absolutely. I think there's and Paul Tudor Jones, you know, yeah. he's really doing a bunch of work in conscious capitalism yeah. on yeah. Wall Street. I yeah. think that's like the first step, right? So, Sigmar, one of the things we, we, we can also talk about, we talk about things like well-being, right? Yeah. Companies are doing an amazing job too. I think today, corporations not to look at should not look at their employees as disposable assets mm. right and companies need to really start thinking about how do i engage them how do i make um, uh, my employees more engaged which means more happy right yeah. and i think there is a completely a movement towards corporate well-being yeah. right i think that's an opportunity for us how do we take this conversation of well-being which is in the community into the corporation yeah. not looking at the bottom line just in the pure uh, like what is my return from the stock market yeah. what is the return on investment on employee right and increasing the happiness and Absolutely. engagement yeah. right yeah. i mean we did with love tuna some uh, some programs already with mindfulness because it's such a simple tool right. you don't have no education about meditation you don't need to know about yoga right. you can bring managers together in a room give him a love tuna they do a breathing exercise they all connect so we have seen this that, that it's very beneficial for people um, what would you think in the long run, will it be something like the kids go to school and they have the national anthem? Will there be something in, in corporations where they just connect? You know, I really think we need to do that, right? I, I don't think they do it. Today, I think when you get into a meeting, imagine mm. sitting down and saying, what is the intention? Yeah. What is the purpose? In fact, a lot of people today say, I don't want to go to a meeting. Right? Because, sure, yeah. in fact, people do walking meetings. Yeah. I think there will be a time when people will say, let us ground the intention of this meeting. Mm. And the love tuning could be a way to set an intention, mm -hmm. to get uh, the coherence, yeah. the group yeah. coherence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We talk about flow. Yeah. Right? How do I get 10 people in a meeting to be in a state of flow? Yeah. Right? And this could be a very interesting tool. Right? People have used prayer mm -hmm. as a way to get mm -hmm. coherence. Yeah. And what happens when people are in a state of flow? The selflessness, timelessness, effortlessness and richness of experience. No longer I'm in a boring meeting. Mm. Time, the concept of time doesn't exist. Yeah. So if we can use love tuning yeah. as a way to get people into a state of flow, yeah. then I think meetings will be more productive, yeah, right? Absolutely. So if I can get into a meeting and irrespective of the drive I had to LA, if I could just ground myself with my breath, connect, and then have a very productive 30 minute meeting, yeah. it could be a great tool. Absolutely, absolutely. I want to do one more thing because um, uh, your new awareness um, when it comes to suicide prevention, I think right. this is so important. Right. And uh, I know that you brought Gabriela. Right. I think we should have her sit here real quick right. and, and give a message to the audience too. I think we should. We should yeah. definitely get her, I think, before the conversation ends to share her reason why she's doing it. Absolutely. Her I think she should make the, the end of our podcast and our conversation. Absolutely. Love Let's that. do this. Love that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we are welcoming Gabriela Wright, uh, actress, activist, and um, yeah, great personality. <laughs> I think the podcast just got interesting now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, that, that's what it is. You know, I like, mean, what the hell, you know? You, you know what's going to happen on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, Everybody's going to... Gonna 
play forward yeah. till Cabrera comes yeah, in and says, like why did I listen to these two boring guys for half an hour? Now it's oh, a beautiful well, lady here, you know? Yes, I mean, classic, right? Well, you know, you just walk in into an, an energy field yeah. and then you have these two beautiful masculine entities who are there supporting well-being and you just happen to sit between them. Go so, on, you know, class. this is go. the flow, you're in the flow, mm. you're creating communities and this is a little community here. Nice. So, yes. So it's lovely to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. Your Tell us a little space. bit more about about your project, movement. Okay, the movement. So Never Alone. Never Alone is a grassroots project. Um, it's a movement because we're always moving and we need to feel that we're all connected by love, by a community. Um, so it's uh, an attempt to create a worldwide family mm -hmm. um, to prevent uh, and address suicide and mental health because isolation is, is not just physical, it's uh, a mindset. So it's a way of addressing the mindset, it's a way of um, shifting the mindset in a beautiful, natural way with your solutions. Everyone has a solution, everyone has a way, and it's really to bring every way, every path together so that we can truly experience oneness and not feel alone. Um, so with to illustrate that and to support the movement, we've finally completed finance on the film. So it's a narrative. Um, docu-narrative where I play a mother who loses her son because I think the most extreme pain that happens uh, if you experience suicide it's not just suicide of one person it's the suicide of a whole community family and it takes a lot of time for uh, people to heal and often that results in family there are family patterns where two or three people mm -hmm. jump off the cliff because of one tragedy in the family so it's a way of illustrating what life and death is about how to find solutions um, and also address questions because we all have questions and we attempt to answer them in this film and we hope that this film that is called I am never alone so the mother is never alone she realizes mm -hmm. that um, she meets Deepak Chopra mm -hmm. and uh, beautiful um, uh, people along the way to address in reality what we truly need and uh, it's a journey because life is that journey. I also answered your question before Sigmar is that we are starting off universities, schools, colleges, exactly. yeah. really where we think we need this the most yeah. and then take it into communities. I think mm -hmm. you're super excited about it. Yeah. Right? It's very exciting because there's already a lot of pull, there's al already a lot of demand. People feel that they need to be connected to one another yeah. with their own voices. So we're we're really giving a platform for people to express themselves, to be heard, and and to be healed, really, in their own time. And I think there are three things we look at for any platform, right, or any movement: authenticity, integrity, mm -hmm. and higher purpose, right? And I know, from a Gabriella's perspective, I think she has her own personal story. I mean, I think mm -hmm. that's where it comes from a lot of integrity, right? Mm -hmm. When we decided to do this movement. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, this is what what touched me when you shared this story with us and. Uh, um, I think maybe you should share it really because uh, this this makes people listen and mm -hmm. this what make people can identify with. I think a lot of people had similar traumas, mm. and um, it should not be only a shared pain; it should be also a shared wisdom, mm. and mm -hmm. so that other people might be lucky to prevent this in their families. Completely. Well, I was 
my little sister, my dear little sister, uh, who is an incredible artist. I'm using the word the, in the present tense because a soul is immortal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so okay. her soul is immortal and, and completely behind this movement. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's uh, through her passing and her suicide through a manic phase uh, and depression and and being an al alone at a time where, despite all of our f efforts, family, precaution, um, she w happened to be physically alone during a couple of hours in the middle of the night that, that uh, basically took her to the other world. And, and, but now, because of that, this movement was born mm -hmm. because it's, it came th it's healing me. It's mm -hmm. healing myself. It's healing my family. I'm also a mother. Mm -hmm. So it allows a voice, a hidden voice, to be listened to. And, in, in, and I think pain is something that if you don't share it, um, there's no distinction. Exactly. And the distinction allows you to <sighs> let go. It's mm -hmm. just a simple, <sighs> all of a sudden I'm breathing, all of a sudden I feel my, you know, my family's breathing, and, and my tears, uh, exist mm. but they they are replenishing an ocean <laughs> yeah right it's so beautiful that you share this and that mm. you bring so much purpose to the thing and thank uh, you i wish you all the best for the movie too thank you so much and thank you for sharing this thank you so much thank you for bringing awareness to to us because it's yeah. it's everyone right we we, we we've all yeah. been affected by death and let alone we all know there's someone who was passed away in circumstances that we could have prevented if we knew. I think Thank depression you. and mental health is a crisis of our times. Yeah. So we have to do something about it. Yes. That's why well-being is no longer optional. Mm. Right? It's almost hygiene. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you're right. Absolutely. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Great. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Appreciate Thank for you. coming up to Thank the Lofton Orange. Uh, we love this match. <laughs> There's a lot of things happening yeah. here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> We're tuning. <laughs>